Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Low key, this one has grown on me. This is Kelly Clarkson, right? This one has grown on me. It's not like, like Michael Jackson. One. You're trying to make a Michael Jackson song. No, but it's good though. It, it's like when it first came out, it's like, man, what is this? But then the more you hear it, the more it's like it's climbing the charts. I think. If you no, say so. You don't like it. You're not feeling it. Meh. Yeah, well, we still haven't heard the best. That hasn't come up yet, though. Man, come on, man. I know we're not talking about Mariah. No, we already heard, we played Mariah the other day. Okay. No, you know the one I'm Temptation. talking about. Right? Temptation. No. That's the last song we're gonna play on Friday. Holy. I feel like I gotta light, light a candle or something and start praying <laughs> to Jesus for my sins. <laughs> Please forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It is. <laughs> it's hour number two. It's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. And right now it's time for the Mike Tannenbaum Report, brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall, 10 top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. You know, uh, there is a, a, a Christmas song named after Mike. Oh, Tannenbaum. Mike not heard that song? Mike don't celebrate Christmas, man. I didn't say he did. I'm just saying that there's a song called Oh, Tannenbaum. You celebrate Christmas, it's Mike? It's basically Old Christmas Tree, but I'm sure you've heard it, Mike. I, I certainly have for, like, my entire life. <laughs> oh, Christmas Tree. So does that mean your last name is Christmas Tree? Christmas Tree. It sure does. And I'm Jewish, which is even weirder, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, let, let's get into the Aaron Rodgers part of the Jets as he spoke yesterday. And the first thing I wanted to ask you about is the fact that when he seemingly committed to two more years with the Jets, with that in mind, does that change? Because we have gone back and forth on this for a while. Does that change your thinking about your approach to the offseason with positions and what you should prioritize? No. And look, that's Aaron Rodgers, the competitor, talking and – I think we all love and appreciate that. But, like, the reality is, and Bart, you know this as a former player, like, that's 34 regular season games from now, Alan. Like, that is a lifetime, an absolute lifetime. And, look, you know, I had the privilege of working with Dan Marino, being around Tesla Verde, Favre. All those guys would say the same thing, that um, what sent them home for their careers was – their footwork and foot quickness. And it's that one-tenth of 1%. And no one's going to know until Aaron Rodgers plays next summer if he still has that legendary quickness in the pocket. Now, when you talk about that, but the fact that you have the commitment, now you don't know, um, but he'll know pretty soon, and you'll know pretty soon, that doesn't affect – Maybe instead, if you're high enough from taking a quarterback this year to maybe say, okay, I'll pivot to the offensive lineman. And if he's true to his word and we believe that he still can play at a high level, then we'll try and address the quarterback position either later in the draft and hope that we can find our Brock Purdy or our Jalen Hurts and, and, and go about saying, okay, the offensive tackle is good for anybody. Um, 
especially when you consider if you're close enough to get the number one guy from Penn State. Yeah, Mark, after this year, if the three were winning the New York Jets, we're, we're, we're getting two quarterbacks and maybe three. Like, you look at the teams that are still alive, like Gardner Minshew and in Indianapolis. You look at um, Jake Browning in Cincinnati. They're all playing really good football. And if I'm the Jets, I'm getting two guys, not one, based on what happened this year. Yeah, yeah, but you're probably going to go get a high-end backup. And what does this also mean for a guy like Zach Wilson? If he's saying, I'm committing for two years, well, Zach Wilson's contract would be expired, especially if they don't pick up his fifth-year option. So that's saying, yeah, hey, we're, we're, I, we're I came here. We're going to try to get a reasonable uh... – Bart, we've got to move on from him. We've got to get a reasonable draft choice. Um, yes. But I, 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 I just – like to me, we've got to go get two real guys, and maybe one's like a Gardner Minshew type. Uh, maybe one's a second-round draft choice or a third-round pick. But um, mm-hmm. I think I'm the Jets. I'm moving on from Zach. I love that Aaron's coming back, and I'm getting two new guys. Yeah, J- Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett maybe. Um, to yeah. ask, ask you, what about and when you think about the, the Giants who are going to be in a similar uh, position who probably is going to lose their last three games when you look at the schedule, Philadelphia motivated, trying to get the uh, – first overall pick and trying to win the division. So odds are they're probably going to lose three more games and maybe be top five. What's your opinion on them as far as their future quarterback? Um, Do you think that Daniel Jones is the guy and they should use that pick for other resources? Or do you think they're similar to the same position that the Jets are finding themselves in? Yeah, Daniel Jones isn't the guy. And and there's a number of reasons why. When you consider production, durability, and salary – for those three reasons, I don't think he's the long-term guy. So, again, I'm not saying he's great, but would you rather have someone like Gardner Minshew and $35 million a year or Daniel Jones? Is he better than Tommy DeVito? Yeah, probably. But is he $40 million a year better than Tommy DeVito? So when you're building a team, salary and the context of what a player makes is a big part of the discussion. So, look, I know his money is guaranteed next year, but if I'm the Giants – I can't assume that Daniel Jones is going to take us to where we want to go. So yeah, would you draft the quarterback? The so would you draft the quarterback if you're number five? They, they may end up as high as five. Would you draft the quarterback? Or you're saying knowing that you can cut him after a year and, he, and the quarterback will have an opportunity to be behind him and maybe Evan Neal picks his game up and become that lineman that they believe he can be and go in free agency and then get a, a receiver in free agency? Yeah, I'm drafting a quarterback. You know, like there'll be, you know, a number of guys from, look, we'll see how it shakes out, but Drake May could possibly be there. And then you're into the next group of guys that'll be include Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, amongst others. And if I'm the Giants, you know, until you have one, it's really going to be hard to compete against Dak Prescott, against Jalen Hurts. So even with, you know, other questions around receiver, offensive line, if I'm the Giants and I'm picking five, I'm picking a quarterback. Yeah, you just got to keep picking until you get one right. Mike Tannenbaum joining us here on the Absolutely. show. It's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. I, I want to just rewind a little bit to when you were talking about Zach Wilson and you said get well, – I forget the terminology you used, but it was just basically to get a, a, a comparable draft pick for him. Six what, or seven. What, what would that be? What does that look like? If because if you're are you cutting him or do you think you can? At least, what's the best type of a draft pick can you get? At least some compensation for him. Yeah, I've done this before. The best value you're going to get for him is a conditional pick in 2025. And specifically, what I mean by that, you know, let's say he goes to a team like Atlanta, 
one of the 12 teams that I'll be looking for a quarterback, but he could be a Baker Mayfield type, right, where he's competing for the job mm-hmm. and say, hey, based on how much he plays in 24, I want a pick in 25, and let's say he plays 70%, and now maybe it's a third-round pick. So no one's going to give you a third-round pick based on how inconsistent he's been, but if you base it on how much he plays in 24, that gives you a chance to maximize his value. And like I said, there'll probably be a dozen teams that need a starting quarterback. And I would try to trade into a team, again, like in Atlanta, who will certainly be looking for a quarterback next year. They're looking for a couple of guys, right? I, I, just Sam, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, very similar situations in that. Um, yep, have exactly. you, as you said, I've done this before. There's a lot you've done before when it comes to this business, which is why you're such a great guest to have on. But I wonder if you've ever had the experience that Joe Douglas is dealing with right now and something that Aaron Rodgers spoke openly about yesterday, which is his presence when it comes to decisions with the team. That, that he, he did not like, he didn't even act like, oh, no, no, I'm not involved. It's what they, like, he always offers his opinion. They do listen. And he talked about having, you know, wanting to have a role in helping recruit players this offseason. When it comes to a star level player like him, the magnitude that he does have, and also the magnetism that he has. Have you ever had to deal with that, and is that easier or more difficult to maneuver? Yeah, no, absolutely. You, you, it's a really great question, guys. And, look, I, I had it with a number of players in my career. And, and yes, even like when we had Favre, the, the day he got there, there were six teammates that he wanted, which is great. You know, And that's one of the things that make these guys great. They're very popular. And what I would say to Aaron, similar to what I said to Brett and others, is like, great, we want your input, but you're not making the decision. And there, a lot of these decisions, there's context, you know, in terms of draft choices and salary cap. And candidly, like, when you look at Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Tim Boyle, Billy Turner, Nathaniel Hackett, which one of those transactions exceeded expectations? I mean, we all know the answer to that. So I would say, Aaron, we love you. We're glad you're back. If you have input, we'll listen, but we are going to do what we think is in the best interest of the team. Your job is to play quarterback. Our job is to run the team, and we will go forward with that context. One thing I'd argue is that all those guys you named probably weren't supposed to play. They were probably here to support in the locker room and support in the the various rooms and meetings that they are part of because of their history with Rodgers and also their history with the offense. And yet they all ended up having to play and it was not a good look. Right? Like you want like I want yeah. Aaron Rodgers to get me guys who can play. You know, like I guess yeah. Lazard was the one guy that was supposed to play and, and well, that, he was supposed he, to be a third though. I think he was supposed to be a third, give you Corey five, six hundred yards receiving. Eleven million dollars is maybe two million dollars too high for what you're paying that type of receiver. Yeah. Okay. Well well, all right. Well, Mike, since you hinted to it, I need to know. Give me somebody that Brett wanted that you that you were like we can't, we can't do that. Oh, there were just some running backs and a couple other tight end, you know. And again, we got him in August, so like, give me a Mon Green in the barn. But... I want a Mon Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look, we we hired Rex, and you know the uh, umbilical cord between Rex and Bart, you know, only stretched so far, and he was you know, we me. might as well have just put Bart in the freaking head coaching contract. <laughs> <laughs> did you argue that at all? Come on, come on. We're amongst friends now. Like, come did, on, man. He, did you push back on Rex? Like, yeah, I'm not paying like, man, him that. Like, man, he's not a third street. He's a two thousand. See, I was supposed really. I was supposed. Mike, we never talked about this. 
But when I came over here, I thought I was going to be put in the Ray Lewis spot where I ain't have to do nothing, where I just run <laughs> sideline to sideline. I ain't know I was going to have to be one-on-one with Reggie Bush in the slot. I thought my, I thought my, yeah. hard, my hard heavy lifting days were over with. Yeah, and, and the way I looked at it is, was like, how come no one loves me the way that Rex Ryan loves Bart? Like, I need like, one of those contracts once in my life. Let us all find someone in the business that looks at us the way Rex looks at Bart, right? Like, I, let I, us all have that guy. I, I tell you what, Uncle TB, this is what we should do. We should put the band back together. How about use me? Yeah, how about use me and Rex go to L.A.? Hmm. I just ran into a little smoke. I just ran into a little smoke over here. I'm at the Jets facility. I just ran into smoke. I could, you smoke. know him as you know him as um, Leon Washington. Right. I just ran into him there. We can bring him too. I love Leon. I'll tell you what. He was a tough little player. Good punt returner. Great guy. No surprise to see that he's doing as well in coaching as he did playing. He was uh, a tremendous, tremendous guy. Mike, though, let's ask. I do want to ask you though about the Chargers' job since the front office and head coach positions open for this reason, because when that when they made the move with Staley and he's out, and obviously the GM is out as well. I look at that and look at that roster and think that's got to be a primo job. It's L.A. Now you're like the fifth most popular team in the market, yeah. but who cares? It's L.A. and you've got stars on this roster, including the quarterback for the we future. We, but we there were people lose. that were calling in, arguing with us, saying, like, and they were Chargers fans, and they're like, "No, the roster's a mess. It's not a good. Bose is not as good anymore. Well, we it's a cut. bad roster." So, can you tell me is that? a job that you would consider like a marquee, you are ready-made to have success there? Or would you say, no, the, no, the fans are right, that there's some problems there? Yeah, look, they have some cap issues when you look at Khalil Mack and Mike Williams in particular, and those guys just didn't play as well as they have in the past. But because it's Justin Herbert, yes. there will be a line around the corner for that job, guys. Derwin James, you know, reportedly Harbaugh is high on their list because they know what he does and who knows who he brings out there. But, you know, I, I, you know what? I will send your resume. I'll send your resume. I'll do it for you. I'll send your resume and I'll send Rex's. And if you get the job, y'all have to bring me in as a linebacker coach and I can get something out of Kenneth Murray. Can, can you can you just delete the part of like your contract? Because I don't think that's really good on my resume. Like you know, what I had to pay. So if you could just sort of redact no, that but, part. But 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 remember, <laughs> remember, I'm good luck, Chuck. Where I came, so did the <laughs> AFC Championship come. So I yeah, guarantee you, Charger fans, Char- Charger fans will sign up for that day one if they just got to pay. You know, put put a little extra cheese on my taco. <laughs> That, that, that's a fair – if it's money-back guarantee that, you know, the presence of Bart Scott, you know, he waves his magic wand and, you know, the rest is history. Hey, but, 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 but tell me this. Out of all the jobs, we know that, you know, the, the obvious one would be the, the Chargers because of Justin Herbert. But what would be two, in your opinion, as far as the jobs that are open or the ones that would – I don't want to speculate, of course, on the ones that could come open – but which one of the jobs is a great situation that you believe to be in? So I, I'm going to say something with a little bit of caveat, which is, you know, Carolina, look, I love Bryce Young like everybody else did. Like, I, I thought he was Steph Curry. He's a, a remarkable guy. He's a good athlete. He's a small. But more fundamentally, you know, if David Tepper was, you know, on a call with us, you know, what's a big challenge for these guys is they're so successful in other walks of life, my question to Dave Tepper is like, what have you learned? What are you going to do differently 
because since he's been there, you know, he's gone through a lawsuit with the state of South Carolina over their facility. He's gone through what three coaches, a couple of GMs, and what have you learned? And more importantly, like who is in your orbit that is not accountable? And what I mean by that is when you get into these searches and people make us suggestions that have no accountability that really leads to a bad ending because they walk away he's the owner and what are you going to change about your process this time that was different than the process that yielded frank Wright? mike tannenbaum joining us here on the show it's barton hahn alan hahn bart scott 98.7 espn and mike what we've learned from this season feels like the backup quarterback has suddenly become a greater priority or or a greater importance than maybe we as fans ever knew ever known right right like does it feel like that and and why is that is that just an anomaly or should we get used to this as jeff hosteller yeah alan one thousand percent and that's why i said earlier about the jets like you're having aaron Rodgers at 41 years old coming off of an achilles tendon tear like there's no way we could sit there in good conscience both new york teams daniel jones ankle injury in college Neck injury. Joe Burrow at this point, too, though. Yeah, of course. But Jake Brown's playing really good football. My point is, guys, like, it would be irresponsible, and I don't think either of the teams will, just say, hey, I got Aaron Rodgers, I got Daniel Jones, like, we're good to go. Like, you need multiple quarterbacks, and that's why, believe it or not, in my opinion, while it won't be big, Zach Wilson will have a little bit of a market because someone's going to say, you know what, like, I liked him coming out. The Jets are a mess. We'll make it right here. And that's why, like, on the first day of free agency, guys, the first move that the San Francisco 49ers made was they signed Sam Darnold. And someone is going to say, Zach Wilson, he's going to be a great backup. He's athletic. He's young. We're getting better, better O-line. And don't be surprised to see Zach Wilson have a little bit of a market, you know, relative to a trade. And don't be surprised if he ends up in somewhere like what you just said, the 49ers. Like they they look at his arm talent and they look at his maneuverability and they think that put him in our system and what 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 we can do with him, right? I I feel like yeah, it's like, going to be something like that. You're going to have a situation where you have a coach who believes, oh, I can do something with that arm talent, with that with what he's got. I can work with that. Yeah, Alan, look at Philadelphia. Like Marcus Mariota hasn't played well. Um, they have a very athletic quarterback in Jalen Hurts and. I'm sure Nick Sirianni's sitting there like saying, like, we'll coach Zach Wilson that he's been coached. We have a great offensive line. He'll he'll learn for a year. Hopefully Jalen stays healthy. But we got a guy with like real upside. Um, and we could probably get him for, you know, a six or seven round pick. And a team like Philadelphia, maybe it's Dallas if they're you know, they did it with Trey Lance and Cooper Rush, but absolutely somebody will look at Zach Wilson and say, That's an opportunity for us. Has T. Higgins basically made himself the most expensive wide receiver on the market the way he played last weekend, but also what he what we know he can be, and we've seen him with Cincinnati. Is he like that? Would he be that it guy for you if you were a franchise that needed a, a number one wide receiver? Yeah, I like him a lot. That that play he made was unbelievable. Oh, amazing. And um you know, someone's going to pay him a lot of money to be frontline number one. And you know, if you're Cincinnati, you got to let him graduate. You got Jamar Chase, you got Burrow, and you know, maybe you cut Joe Mixon. And but you're going to have to draft another young receiver because 
there's no way that T. Higgins is going to be a Bengal next year. No, they got they're losing too. I mean, Tyler Boyd, Boyd too. They're losing yeah. Boyd too. He's you a think free agent at the same time. I was going to say that he's he a free could, agent, he, but you could elevate him to uh, to a number two and not have to pay him nearly as much. Well, he's been if a you number two. Wanted to keep too. one of them, right? He used to be a number two. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you could always just keep him. But all right. So, so with that in mind, if you're Joe Shane, should he be a priority? Well, no. I mean. Is one is the quarterback, and then it's probably another offensive lineman, and then it's a weapon. Yeah, you are adamant on this. I, it's amazing. Like Daniel Jones is signed for. Well, a, well, like I would try to get more weapons, but you you really don't believe it. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, like well, the inverse, Alan. Like, tell me the young player that's had multiple season-ending injuries that becomes healthier and more durable in his career. <laughs> You're so right. It's something I always say. You never go back and go, hey, remember that neck injury? Whatever happened to that? Like, we never say those things, right? Remember that chronic knee injury? Only person. Whatever happened? That all went away, didn't it? It never does. Only one person. Who's that? Thomas Davis. Three ACL tears, and the dude Mm. played for like eight years and didn't have a problem again. Yeah, I mean, it's always an outlaw. You could say Phil Simms to a certain extent, two guys, but all I'm saying is, like, let's hope. Let's hope Daniel Jones plays the next 10 years and plays 170 consecutive regular season. Let's hope so. But gotcha. my point is more fundamental, Alan, which is you can't count on it. There's nothing in his body work going back to Duke to say that this guy is durable. And that's my point. And that's why if they don't fix the quarterback position, we're going to be sitting here next fall talking about Tyron Taylor played good for three games or Tommy DeVito was great, you know, for a six, you know, a six quarter stretch. But when you're competing with San Francisco, Dallas, and Philadelphia, do you really think Tommy DeVito or Tyrod Taylor is going to, you know, be able to, you know, get you to where you want to go? And that's before running the Giants. Like when you're running a team, guys, you sit there and say, like, how do we win our division? And with 56 different quarterbacks starting, you have to assume that you need two quarterbacks that can win your division. And I'm telling you, Dallas is confident in Cooper Rush. Billy's right. very confident in Mariota. And who are you confident in at the Giants? Either they're, you know, they're one or they're backup. Yeah. Tommy DeVito has been trying to make that case. You know what? No, it, and that's why I love having you on, Mike, because a lot of times, like we talked to Rex, there's the coaching perspective. And a lot of times with the coach, it's the belief in the player and the coaching him up and the systems and all that stuff. Players are always going to believe in themselves. But the general manager, he's all about risk management, right? Isn't that really the, the foundation of the job is risk management? Like you said, I'd love to see that he plays the next 10 years and doesn't miss a game. But I know that's not reality, so I have to have insurance just in case. I can't believe yeah. that all of a sudden he becomes healthy. What, 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 it, what history tells me is he gets hurt, which means I can't count on him. Risk management, is that basically the foundation? 100%. There's a big part of that. It's also context, which is, I think Daniel Jones is a good player. I, I just don't think he's worth $40 million. And that's where, if you're running a team, the context is everything. You know, would you rather, that's why you see the Jacoby Brissett's play as long as they do, or the Case Keenum. It's like, there's that like high-end backup market because, you know, you have to ask yourself, like, is Daniel Jones that much of a di- difference maker to lose, you know, meaningful cap resources? And that's what every team is thinking about all the time is like, is the player I'm signing replaceable or not? If they're not, if they're that much of a difference maker, then you pay them and hope they stay healthy. But again, 
look at what Gardner Minshew's doing in Indy. Look at Jake Browning. Like yeah. all these teams that are alive with, mm-hmm. you know, look at Cleveland, right? They're on their fourth quarterback this year. They're fourth. And they lost Nick Chubb, which would be like the Giants losing Barkley. Yep. And right now, if the season ended, the Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs. Yeah. They deserve a ton of credit. So that's my point, though. Like, can the Giants go full deep at quarterback and still be competitive? Yeah, and the answer to that, of course, was 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 no. At least that we saw last week. So, Mike, on the uh, I did the Knicks broadcast this this week on a, a road trip, and I did I did use I'm not going to say steal, but I used your famous force multiplier uh, phrase, which I love, and I used it to describe LeBron James and his impact on any franchise he's at. Did I use it accurately? Yeah. More importantly, did you give me credit? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, invoice coming. Invo- invoice coming. <laughs> I did not. I just said it. <laughs> like I owned it as if it was yeah. my own. But it, it, I think it describes him to a T, doesn't it? That, that's, that's what you mean yeah. when you talk about a force multiplier. He might be the biggest one in, in that sport. You know, and this puts a great ribbon on our conversation, guys, which is be it Daniel Jones, LeBron James, when someone takes up so much of the resources – of like when you have limited resources, either cap dollars, draft choices, whatever it may be, they have to be a force multiplier and they have to bring more value than just what's on their, you know, right. contract. And absolutely LeBron, you know, it's what Jalen Hurts said after the game. Like, hey, I don't think our guys are as committed. That's a force multiplier. And absolutely if LeBron James makes the eighth, ninth, tenth Laker in the rotation, you know, more engaged, more competitive then you're getting more out of LeBron than just the statistics. And when you're building a team, you need that, and you really need that from your best players. He's turned Cam Reddish into a useful player. That's all you got to say. Now, with that in mind, we just described Aaron Rodgers because look at what he does when he's around the Jets, how important he is to the players. How they Garrett Wilson wasn't going to coaches. He was going to Aaron Rodgers on the sideline on Sunday. Like So, in a way, that's what – that's what they're. He's kind of become for them, but it's got to pay off the way. Obviously, we've seen it pay off with others. That's what you're waiting for. But here's the, but the juxtaposition between LeBron James and Aaron Rodgers is LeBron James has proved over whatever it is now 20 years that he's durable, yeah. and Aaron isn't. Uh, and you know, part of it is obviously the the sport that they play. But you know, there's well, there's comparisons between those two. You know, you can't go through another year of Aaron Rodgers like being hurt. And again, the honest, sober reality is at 41 years old, coming off of an Achilles with that offensive line, again, do we really feel like he's going to get through 17 games? If he does, wonderful. But again, we need to be prepared for the worst. I hate he when did, you're honest. He, yeah, he, 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 did go five, he did go five years without missing a game missed outside one. of the COVID. Yeah, he did miss one. But still, at, at 40, that but did that, that. But that. At 39. Bart. Yeah, hold on. Like, you and I both know that that's like ancient history. And that's when, like, he's saying that he's going to play two years. Do you know how much is going to happen between now and December of 2025? Like, mm-hmm. all the hits, the, you know, like, you, you just, so much can happen. And if, it, if he does, hey, that's awesome. That's great. But let's not, you know, it's the old expression, guys. Let's hope for the best, and but let's plan for the, for the worst. Like, right. And again, I give Dallas a ton of credit. Like, Ray Lance may make a difference this year. Maybe it's next year. But, you know, they got three guys that they could roll out there at quarterback. And that's, again, look at the great 49ers. What's the first move they made this year? Sam Darnold. Mm -hmm. And 
It's just knowing what they're dealing with. Like because they finished they the season with no, they finished the season with no quarterbacks. I mean, they didn't get out of the playoffs because yeah. they ran out of quarterbacks, and that was so you could tell that was in the back of their mind. This is the this is the the best of it. This is again the risk management stuff that you are describing here. This is this is what fans need to know about as we go forward, especially with the Jets. Mike, we got to leave it right here though, unfortunately. But O Town and Bomb, always good to talk to you, my friend. Yeah, thanks for force multiplying yeah. our show. He certainly well, yeah, just, just just give me like the little footnote credit, you know. Bart, I gave you a lot of financial credit a number of years ago, so you know. Oh, I always say, I always say, Uncle TB. You know what I'm saying? That's just Allen to be stealing your line when not paying homage. I, look, I, I at least I was upfront with it. But thanks so much, Mike. All the best. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, Mike Tannenbaum. Report brought to you by Sandstone Auto Mall. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? Call Sansone Auto Mall at 1-800-SANSONE. Mention Bart Scott. Benefit from exclusive employee pricing because you pay what they pay. All right, we have audio files coming up next. We have your calls at 800-919-3776 as well, so stay with us for that. But we're calling all New York Knicks fans right now. Knicks Wednesdays on DoorDash are here, and that means you can cheer on the Knicks against the Nets from home. With, all, with 50% off all snacks and supplies you and your squad need. That's 50%. Just use code GONIX from 4 p.m. to midnight on any orders, $30 or more, and you can save up to $20 off your order. That's Nick's Wednesdays on DoorDash using code GONIX. Terms apply. Valid today only from 4 p.m. to 11.59 p.m. DoorDash, official partner of the Knicks. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Aaron Rodgers made it clear yesterday that he is not going to return to the field this season, but he also made it clear he doesn't really want any major changes this offseason. I believe in Joe Douglas. I think he's put together a lot of great drafts and a great roster. We obviously had a number of difficult injuries this season. I believe in Robert Sala. He's a fantastic coach. I think he's about the right stuff. And what you emphasize, you're going to get. And I think he emphasizes the right things, being about the right stuff, how to be a professional. I believe in Nate Hackett. You always have. I think the offense that he runs is quarterback friendly. And obviously it was geared around me and my abilities and what I do well and my ability to get to the line of scrimmage and get us in good play and to survive bad plays. You know, I think that's as big a role for a quarterback to do as anything is how do we survive a play that uh, maybe nobody's open. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Last year, we did our we did a poll on the best Christmas songs. This was, I think, in the top five. Famously, of course. Well, I mean, it's famous just for being a song on Christmas. But Home Alone, the scene of the Michael Jordan cutout and other things dancing in the windows, so that Kevin could ward off the thieves. I'm not giving away the plot, everybody, if you haven't seen it. But if you haven't seen it, what the hell are you doing? It's Home Alone. It's on, like, all the time now. Anyways, it's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. And Jason Aldean's Highway Desperado Tour is coming to Northwell Health at Jones Beach Theater on Friday, July 12th. And PNC Bank Arts Center on Saturday, July 13th. ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets at ESPNNewYork.com. Or just go to your app, the ESPN New York app, the easiest place that you can enjoy the station and also be part of contests. All you do is scroll down to contests and you just submit your entry. It's that easy. It's brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. All right, Bart Scott, it's time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio The Audio File. Uh, yes, Audio Files brought to you by our new friends at All-American Ford. Uh, Micah Parsons. Feeling it with uh, so the annoying. Cowboy hate. So annoying. As the Cowboys got smoked by the Buffalo Bills, and a lot of people, including our own Stephen A. Smith, just enjoyed it a little too much for him. What I understand is like everyone just waits for the Cowboys to lose. I saw multiple analysts, people who are fake analysts, who somehow got jobs on TV saying, there goes your boy. Like It's almost to the point where it's like almost sick that they're waiting for... Uh, former players are waiting for other current players to fail so that way they have something to talk about. It's like, oh, there he is. That's the person we've been waiting for. Go ahead, Bart. Just He's talking to a, you. This, this dude's such a loser, man. Like, stop it, man. You, you're, you're sitting here trying to find a spot by piggybacking on calling out players that's calling out you. Aren't you doing the same thing? Like nobody what cares. What more do you want from me? Did, did you not realize what organization you went to? Did you not understand what comes with, with carrying that shield? Just like when I decided to come play for the Jets, uh-huh. I knew that it came with the same old Jets mantra. Mm-hmm. Like, until you do something about it and change it, of course people are going to say that about you guys because you guys get more credit for doing absolutely nothing. You guys have still getting all the credit, all, all the attention. You guys haven't won since 1993. So miss me with all the national commercials, and all the national attention if you don't want none of the national hate. Like, that's what you get when you go play for one of the most uh, profitable organizations. The most. Okay, the most profitable organization that gets all the attention. And when you look at it, hasn't done anything. Right. So what are you it, talking about, the man? The like, aren't justifying yeah. the means. That's yeah. just what it is. Yeah, all miss, the attention miss, you yeah, get, but yeah, yeah miss you, me. 
It's true. Miss me but, about then, it. but then you have this, the owner of the team on his weekly spot on 105.3 The Fan, because, you know, the Eagles also lost on Monday night, and so you get this. It's marvelous. I watched every bit of it. I was uh, thought I was about to doze, and then when they made those two exciting plays at the end, I couldn't sleep before this morning. Right, the so, impact that it can have on our year and our season. See, there you go. So, so miss me with all that. Like Michael Parsons, every week he's trying to draw attention to his podcast, and we yep. keep playing the dumb stuff that he says because he talks out, out of his ass both ways. <laughs> both ways. I didn't know there was two ways you could do it. Uh, how about this story from? It comes out his mouth. The BS, the bull. You know what comes yeah, out yeah, his yeah. mouth and out the backside. Julian Edelman, Games with Names podcast, sharing this story that involves Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter and the Super Bowl. I got a Jordan story. Tell me, tell me, tell me. We're playing Super Bowl 2014. The week before the Super Bowl, I took my folks to dinner and I roll up and I see Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan. And I'm like super starstruck. I'm about to play in the Super Bowl. And I go up and, and you could tell Jeter's a very charming guy, welcoming. I go, Mr. Jeter, Julian Edelman, I'm playing in the Super Bowl. I, like, I saw Jordan. He was kind of like standoffish a little bit. And as soon as the conversation's about to end, like five minutes in, I'm about to leave. Jordan comes up to me and he goes, hey kid, I got a bunch of money on you don't fuck it up <laughs> and that's the only thing he said to me and i go mr mr jordan i didn't know what to say but god I, yeah it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's michael jordan now when he man didn't carries met, when, a duffel bag of, of cash on the golf course like now, that's what it is now, now now when he didn't now when you won did you go back and say jay jay mj yeah i need mm-hmm. some of that i need some of that love you saw that catch i made right Right. You know, the one that was about to hit the ground, and I caught that mug off the shoe in the greatest comeback of all times. Yeah, I'm going to need you to go ahead and uh, front me. I need Jordan for the rest of my life. I just call up and say I want some 11, <laughs> lifetime, and I just need him to show up. Right. Just lifetime show Jordans. Up. Lifetime Jordan. That's all we got to do. I made you some money. Hook a, yeah, hook me up. But I, it ain't even costing you no money. It's apparel. It's free. But isn't it amazing? Like, so Jeter and Jordan are hanging out, and Jeter is you know charming and welcoming, and, and Jordan is standoffish. How are those two hanging out if they are two completely different personalities? Because opposites attract. You don't want to hang out with somebody that's as, as ignorant and, and 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 like like y'all would be mad at each other. Yeah, I mean not ignorant, but I'm just saying y'all y'all wouldn't even want to hang out with each other. Like yo, just do mad at me. I ain't gonna call him. You ain't gonna call me. I ain't gonna call him. Y'all the same person. Y'all both gonna be equally like like y'all the same person. So opposites always attract. Okay. Like look at me and David Harris. Right. He quiet. Yep. I talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why me and Ray be arguing on the play. We both talk too much. Yeah, I get, I get it. I get it. All right, in the NBA last night, it was the return of Ja Morant with the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Remember, he had to sit out the start of the season. Are tickets still $4? Tickets still $4 now? Not even back. That? Is it still $4? Yeah, I, I don't know. But he did return to the Memphis Grizzlies after, of course, you know, he had to serve another suspension, uh, dealing with all the stuff that he's what's going on with him off the court. With the Grizzlies, and so he returns, and the magic comes with him. Ball into the backcourt for Morant. Eight seconds, seven seconds. Jones waits beyond the three-point line. Four seconds, three seconds. Morant in the lane, spins, hangs, floats. It's good! Zero's on the clock. Morant wins the game in his return. (laughs) 25 games later, the Grizzlies have shown they are going to make a charge back into the Western Conference picture. I mean, it's one game, but okay. 
I don't know if they're making a charge, but still they're having him charge. back. Having him back is everything. And for him, of course, it was a long way back. This is from TNT. I've been playing work in, man. I ain't played a game in eight months. Had a lot of time, you know, learn myself. A lot of hard days, you know, where I went through it. But, you know, basketball is, you know, my life, what I love, therapeutic for me. And I'm just, you know, excited to be back. Therapeutic is the key yeah. word here, of course. I, I, oddly enough, the guy who he came in with was his opponent in Zion. Zion Williamson, yeah. Wonder what he feels like. Zion, Zion didn't play a ton in this game. I thought I think he was sick, but he ended up playing anyway. He only had 13 points in this. So game. like he looked like he man, he still looked like no, he, he man. Right. I, I watched him just kind of jog down and stop. Like we yeah. have lo- we have loafs in football. Where they put loafs on your thing, right? And that's the worst thing to get because it lets everybody know that you were loafing and you were like lackadaisical and you were like being lazy. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine when you chart every every uh, possession in basketball, how many of those jog get and people sitting in the meeting like, oh, psh, you, that was me. You would have cussed me out. Mm-hmm. But he, because he's so damn sensitive, we got to cater around his feelings. Like, that can get tough, man. Well, also in the NBA last night. So you remember two ni- a couple of nights ago, Steph Curry's three pointer streak ended at 268 games, mm. right? Like he just he ha- hit a three in every 268 straight games. Amazing. He didn't make a three. I think he went 0 for six. Uh, what ended up being a win, but still. So they play the Celtics last night, and Steph Curry made a th- made a three. In fact, he made six of them. He was six for 11. He went for 33 points in a great performance as the Warriors beat. The Celtics and the Celtics. This is an overtime wild game, and the Celtics are the best team in the league. So a big win for the Warriors. And after it, Shaq went this far when talking about Curry's legacy. I'm wondering, not saying. I'm just wondering because he's been consistently the best shooter his whole career. I'm wondering is it time to start putting him as the best player of all time? Best player. Over you put him over you in, in, in the conversation. I'm asking you. Yes, you put him over you. Okay. You yourself Way put better. Steph Curry yes. over you. Yeah, that I played 20 years. Watched 20 years before that. I've never seen a guy like him, and he's doing it consistently, and he has championships. You know, for all the chiller chatter, is it time to just put him in the conversation? I think I think, I think he's a. Uh, I'm asking the fans: Is it time to you know start putting him in the conversation as well, I'm one of the best players ever? I I mean. Maybe you could start arguing the top five because of his impact and how the game has changed. I mean, he changed well, he, the he's, game. He's got it. He's up there in the three points. But, 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 be, but got, he, over where, Michael Jordan fit? and LeBron James, I can't where, where, do that. Where, do, where does he fit in? First of all, him and LeBron James playing in the same thing, era. Same, yes. same era. I would wonder, and we had this discussion briefly, if he caught up to LeBron James as far as – well, he already no. got the same amount of um, titles as LeBron James, Four. right? But, 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 but if, I'm if, not if, going if, with if, that. If, if he got five – Bart, the greatest of all time has to have a dual impact, meaning What's both ends impact? of the floor. Both uh, ends of the floor. Michael uh, Jordan was a great defender. LeBron James uh, in his prime, great defender. Steph Curry's never been a great defender. On, so if you're – this level's to it, Bart. You okay. can't, I can't put him at the pinnacle – if on the defensive end they hide okay. him and he's exploited, okay. I've seen him exploited. Okay, Kev- he was Kev- exploited. That's how the Cavs came back what, to win that series. They exploited is, is, him. Is, is Kevin Durant a great defender? No, he's that's why he's not number one. Uh, he'll never be he in the top. He'll never be one or Kev- two because of that. Bro, bro, Kevin Durant win two more titles. You got to put him like it's not two number guys. one. It's two You're guys. You're not putting him at number one. No way. It's two guys, in my opinion. It's two guys that threaten LeBron James. Who and they. Oh, you're saying me, LeBron. You're not saying Michael, though. Michael's number no, one. No, 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 I'm not talking about Michael. But Shaq saying, was talking about Michael, though. He said the top, the best. Man, we all know it's Michael than everybody else. 
Yeah. Nah, I can't can't do this. Can't do this. That was top five. What I'm saying is it's two guys that can threaten LeBron James. If Kevin Durant wins two titles, I don't care what you say, it's going to be those out there that believe that Kevin Durant, and especially no. if he could have stayed healthy, he would pass every number that LeBron James has if he would have stayed healthy. You could argue that part of it, yes. You could, you could say that so, it's not so – But health, so, so, isn't so, health so, so, part of this I'm discussion, saying, though? I'm saying, but if he gets four titles – you can you can project that hey man if he could have just stayed healthy two more of those seasons he would have passed LeBron James in every metric if right the fi- if fifth was the and fifth it, right well well listen I think I think Kevin Durant has an opportunity to win a championship this year and if he wins that uh, he's close I've seen that Suns team up front okay and Kawhi sure. and, and, and Kawhi Leonard if Kawhi Leonard wins I, I think, two I think more titles are good. yes if Ka- Kawhi Leonard wins two titles. Yeah, again, that's a big if. That'd be a third it's, franchise too, though. That would say a lot because that's LeBron. LeBron and, three and, franchises, and it's the most horrible franchise of them all. Uh-huh. The perennial yeah. loser, the yeah, little brother. Not anymore. Very good team. All right, that's audio files. Listen, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. These discussions always get a lot of heat, so let's bring it. I mean, again, you heard what Shaq said about Steph Curry. I mean, would you would you even consider that? Because I think there's no way. Now, he's he can a pass great. LeBron. This is what I hate. You got to like disparage a player. He's a great player, but he is never moving ahead of Michael or LeBron because he can pass LeBron. The other side of the court does okay. matter. All right, that's LeBron. Audio Files, brought to you by All American Ford. The All American Ford Auto Group is number one volume Ford, number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast. I said that right. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop All American Ford. Dot net. So we'll discuss that. We've got to get into the Knicks, and we'll do that, of course, in the power hour. What they're saying about Jalen Brunson and all-star consideration and why I challenged Knicks fans on social media yesterday. Because sometimes you guys do a lot of talking, but no action. Stay with you us, Barton Hawk. too much, you never when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. It's almost too early for this. I almost feel like this is a Friday song. Jake Power ranking him, man. That's so good. Have you ever had a chestnut? Not one that roasted. I've never ate a chestnut before. And this is like, this is Christmas Eve. The smoothest voice ever, man. The, ever. So good. Listen, we can always double up. Might not no, do no, Mariah Carey twice, but I'll do no, this twice. I can only imagine how many white women he has sex with. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <I'll... laughs> <laughs> that thought never crossed my mind, but all right. Well, you know, back in the day, it wasn't really, you know, accepted like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, who's coming to dinner? Not like it didn't happen, though. What's yeah, it was like, who's, it's like, guess who's coming to dinner back in the day? <laughs> um, so, so my, my, my karate man buddy, Mace, is telling me. Now, Jacob, you, you get in on this conversation, too. He's saying that the, this, this new song by Ed Sheeran and Elton John, he's like. That's Elton John, though. What do you mean, Elton John? You know what Elton John is? No, I said that's, El- no, I said that's Elton John. So Elton John and five. Ed Sheeran did a new Christmas song that's that's been out. I 
hate it. Like, I can't stand it. You hate it? Hate it. Jake, your thoughts? Mm. I haven't heard it yet. You haven't heard it? No, well, I haven't. It's, it, you know what it is? My wife's playing the Christmas, like whatever it is. I guess it's Sirius it's on, XM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holly. Like it's on all the time. Every time it comes up, I'm like, next song. Like, do not want to hear it. It's just you, not that you, good. You skip that like the Thriller album? Not Well, I skip it like uh, <laughs> like, like, like the girl is mine. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, next song. Like, like definitely I'm doing that. Next. You got to hear it, and then you tell me if I'm wrong. That, that, like, all right, so we'll play it for Bart later. And, Jake, you guys play it, and then you guys tell me if I'm wrong or if Mace is wrong. Mace loves it, and he's like, you got to play it next. I'm like, no, I hate that song. So we're arguing right now. So that's the feel. Yeah, all right. Gotcha. Well, we're going to we go, we go we got calls to get to. Yeah. we got calls to get to. We've got some Knicks to get to because the All-Star voting is open. And I, I'm telling you, oh, Jalen Brunson deserves to be an All-Star, and Nick fans are too proud to vote. Oh. They don't do it. It's like, no, nah, it's beneath me, man. Had and Dr. yet Mitch he won't get on the team, and then you'll complain about it. So I'm wondering, will Nick fans actually show up for once for their player and try to get this guy votes? You might say, oh, it doesn't matter. He's not getting enough votes to start. You know, it doesn't crazy? matter. If he gets a ton of votes, it shows something. But, Alan, he's only come on as of late. You said no, he he's hasn't. He's had a you, great year from day one. No, you said he No, Julius Randle has come on of late. But no, Jalen remember, Brunson has been great all season. No, but remember, earlier— He's averaging 25 a game, Bart. But earlier when it started, you said that he came out slow. It looked like maybe him playing in the, in the, in the Classic has slowed him down a little bit. That was like the first shows. two games. He has been insane this well, year. He's well, had a people, 40, he had a couple of forties. Well, he had a fifty. Well, people listen to you, Alan. So like they're saying, like, hey, we haven't been hearing about it. who would be his oh, competitor. So, so Nick fans don't watch games; they just listen to who, me, and everything who, I say is really what matters. Who do we have to vote him over? That's what we let's have that well, discussion. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. He's going to get votes. Dame okay. Lillard's going to get all the votes. Well, we well, know that. But I, it's not about and, starting. And about, it's about, about showing out, putting a ton of votes behind him, even if he doesn't win the vote. The, he's, the coaches will see, all right, this guy's really popular. He's got to be on the team because there's a lot of really good guards in the East. So I'm just curious, are Nick fans really going to show out or are you two is – is it beneath you to waste your time to give support to your player? Because in other markets, that's what they do. So I just want to know. 800-919-3776. So we'll get into some Knicks. And also the Donovan Mitchell rumors just get louder and louder and louder. And some of our NBA experts are discussing it, and you'll hear from them as well. So lots to get to in the Power Hour, and that's coming up next. Stay with us. Barton Hawk, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Knicks back in action tonight as they'll face off against the Nets in Brooklyn. Knicks at 15-11, and 11, sitting pretty good right now. But earlier this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, Dave said, the Knicks have no margin for error. So here's the East. Boston is 20 and 6. Milwaukee's right there at 20 and 7. Philadelphia not far behind, 18 and 8. Then Orlando 16 and 9. Very surprising. We'll see if they can keep that up. Then it's the Knicks in the five spot right now at 15 and 11. But here's the thing: there's no margin for error because after 15 and 11, Cleveland is 15 and 12. Miami is 15 and 12. Indiana is 13 and 12, and Brooklyn is 13 and 13. So although you're sitting there in the in the five spot at the moment, you are two games in the loss column away from the nine. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoy Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. 
Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.